This is WVEWLP Brattleboro 107.7 FM, your community radio station. We're also streaming live online at WVEW.org. And this is Indigo Radio, deepening understanding, making connections on the air every Sunday at noon. We are a group of educators seeking to learn through engaging with others in our community and throughout the world. You can also find us on Facebook at Indigo Radio and on Instagram. Our shows are recorded and will be uploaded to SoundCloud and iTunes after the show. And the views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts and guests, not the radio station. Uh, Happy Sunday, everyone. This is Anna for Indigo Radio, and I am recording from my home here in Brattleboro. And last week we had a second show on mutual aid, part two, which you can find um, on our podcast or you can check out our Facebook page. And today we are doing a show on the impact of COVID-19 on college students' lives. So I have conducted a show with my UMass students, and I teach at UMass Amherst in the public health department. I teach a class called health communication for juniors and seniors that are public health majors. And in that class, we do a number of different things, and it's focused on learning how to write in their major. That takes the form of teaching them how to write a literature review, teaching them how to write a press release, a communications brief. And I also tend to mix it up by, for instance, right now they have a street theater assignment thinking about all the different ways that we can communicate about health. And so they pick an issue, they develop a skit, they develop a creative piece for it. And so I decided also to do a show with them as part of the class around using interviews to communicate information about health. This will be part one of a two-part show as I had a number of students volunteer to be interviewed and they also gave me a number of song suggestions. This first song is not one of their suggestions. It is something I do often with my students at least once a semester, but I haven't done it with this class yet. Um, So this is for you all. Uh, Often I will play classical music in the class because as someone who has to write a lot, I have found that it really helps me with my writing. And so sometimes I'll just try it out in the class and I get mixed reactions. So since I am no longer in the class with all of them in person, I'm going to do it here. And then I promise them that the rest of the songs will be songs that they chose. So happy Sunday, everyone.
that was the Colorado Symphony Orchestra doing Ode to Joy, which is part of Beethoven's Ninth uh, Symphony. I'm going to dedicate that to my Irish cousin living up in Westminster, Burke, if he's listening. They were playing that through Zoom, and it's kind of cool, actually, if you look up some of those videos of symphonies getting together over Zoom to play music. So again, you're listening to Indigo Indigo Radio. This show is on the impact of the pandemic in college students' lives and the interruption that it has caused. And my first interview is with my student, Nicole Kim. Nicole, can you tell me what year you are at UMass and what you're studying? Um, So I'm a junior and I'm currently studying public health as my major. And I have a psychology and biology minor. Okay, and what made you choose those? What's your interest in? So I chose public health because I'm really interested in working with other people and doing a lot of like preventative care. My main career goal is to become a genetics counselor. And um, oftentimes that involves working with families or individuals who are at risk or may be at risk for something and we use like their DNA and like family history to figure out what the future outcome could be and kind of like help them go into therapy or any like psychological help if comes the time. Okay. And that makes me think too that today's class, we were just talking about Cuba and things that we can learn from Cuba and in, in their healthcare system. And one of the things that we both read and talked about was preventative care. Are there things that just from your learnings around Cuba, do you feel that we can learn from them in the way that they act? And would you want to implement any of those things here? Um, Yeah, definitely. I know during today's class, when we broke up into groups, we were talking about how the doctor to patient ratio is a lot better in Cuba. And that the government pays for like the medical school so that it encourages people to go into that field. Whereas in America, you see that a lot of doctors or like nurses, they're in a lot of debt because they go to med school and it's very expensive. And I know like NYU was trying to implement something where med school um, is paid for, which I think is a really great thing that we can learn. And it shows that we care about our country and like we care about making sure that people are healthy. And I've been talking to a lot of you about your transition out of UMass and how this has affected your life and your life as a college student. So I'm wondering if you could share with us how your transition has been and what impact it has had for you. The day I left UMass was when we got the email that the rest of the semester would be remote learning. And um, it was very difficult because I had a lot of senior friends that were international and live across the country. So those moments were like our final goodbyes. And it just didn't feel like complete. It felt like there was a part missing. And then coming back home was definitely very difficult because I was so used to like having my own freedom and being very independent. And that quick transition was almost too much at the time. 
especially like there's so much emotions and like pent up stress and anger. So for me, I am registered under disability services and I need access to mental health resources that um, UMass provided me. But coming back home, there isn't that many because we are um, supposed to be social distancing and I know some places might start becoming um, locked down. So there's just a lack of resources for students who are battling with mental health. And I think that's a really big change for some people. And Mm -hmm. I also work at school. So like I was lucky enough to continue working because I was identified as a critical employee. But like I know a lot of my friends who had work studies and things like that like right now they don't have an income and it's taking a really big toll on them because they can't like go out and find jobs because there's a hiring freeze and there's just so much emotions going on right now that I think college students are kind of going through and I guess like some people don't really realize that it's really difficult right now as a college student. Yeah. And on the 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 issue of mental health services is UMass still providing those through any Um, kind of video platform? um, I believe CCPH, the Center for Psychological Counseling, does still offer help, but the students who aren't enrolled in that won't be able to really get an appointment because it's so busy. I went through the Center for Women and Community Health, so we've been like doing phone calls and all of that, but it's starting to like come to an end because um, a lot of the counselors there are doing it as an internship and it's ending early. So any students that were receiving help through there will have to find a different resource. And I know you, you also mentioned that you had a number of international friends, mm-hmm. that international students at UMass, are there unique challenges for them that you know of that you've talked to them about? Um, Yeah, so I actually have quite a number of friends from China and Korea, and a lot of them are not sure if they should go back or if they should stay. I know a lot of my Chinese friends have decided to stay on campus because it's a lot safer to be in Amherst where there isn't as many cases compared to their hometowns. And especially since the coronavirus has become more of like a threat, I think it's really important that these students who are international, they need a place to stay and they need to be able to have access to food, electricity and all of that. And I'm also curious your thoughts uh, again today in class. We watched a clip of uh, Kianga Yamata-Taylor and one of the things she talked about was international solidarity in this moment. And she used the example of rampant racism that is also coming to the forefront around Chinese students, uh, Asian Americans in this country. A lot of this coming all the way down from the president of referring it to as the Wuhan virus. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? And what, what Kianga means by using that as an example where we could really um, learn some international solidarity? Yeah, so I am an Asian American student here. So I, my parents were immigrants from China and Korea. And 
I can see the racism all over the news, and it's really sad to see it because it feels like people are pointing fingers and blaming others for something that we don't even know where it came from. We just know that, like, the first one came from China, but it doesn't mean that it is the Chinese virus or the Wuhan virus. And、mm-hmm. it's very scary to know that they have, there have been attacks and, like, There's just a lot of ignorance everywhere. And it makes me worry for my safety, my friends, my parents, my grandparents, especially because I know right now there are certain stores that allow elderly people to go in earlier before everyone else so that there's less of a chance of them getting anything. But it's still、mm-hmm. really scary because you never know what can happen. And to see so much racism around, The US right now, it's kind of scary because right now is a time where we shouldn't be attacking, or well, we should never be attacking, but like we、mm-hmm. should be focusing our attention on helping nurses and doctors get the mask and like ventilators and things like that to help continue to save our citizens. And I think it's just it's really bad to see someone who's in power to. Call it something like the Chinese virus because、mm-hmm. it influences the rest of the country in a sense, especially if they're, they really like view Trump as a role model.、Mm-hmm. It can come off very poorly and it kind of shows a really bad sense of a leader. Yeah. And I also want to sort of pick your brain about. Only because we just came off of class. <laughs> so I'm curious what your thoughts are as a public health college student coming from that perspective. What do you think solidarity means in this moment? I think there's so much that we can learn. I, like,、mm. I think that's really all I can say. There's so much that we as public health majors can learn, but also not just us, but like the rest of the US. There's just So much that we don't know, and to、mm-hmm. constantly be learning and understanding, I think that's what we can really benefit from right now. A lot of us are in isolation or quarantine, so there's so many different things that we could be doing, but、mm-hmm. we're not really thinking about like the positives, we're looking at a lot of the negatives.、Mm-hmm. And my last question, I think, is I just want to ask you if you have anything else to add from. The perspective of a college student, if there's anything you think our listeners should know or understand? I think right now there has been a lot of news about students like traveling for spring break that happened like a few weeks ago. And there's a lot of news sources that like quoted students that said, like, I don't care about catching corona because this is like my spring break. And I think that kind of gave A negative view on college students right now. I can feel、mm-hmm. that a lot of the adults are kind of frowning upon that just because they saw that they didn't see that there's so many college students that are social distancing and making sure that they don't go out and interact with people and spread the disease. I think it's really important for the media to not make us seem like that because there are. There's only a handful of us that may have done that. I think parents also need to understand that it's a very difficult time for us. 
and what we expected from college is obviously not what we're really getting right now. Well, I've been deep in this sleeplessness. I don't know why. Just can't get away from myself. When I get back on my feet, I'll blow this open wide and carry me home in good health. God, it's been so long, wide awake that I feel like someone else. I miss the way that you saw me, or maybe the way I saw myself. But I came back till you're broken, and I've been away too long. I hear the words I've spoken, and everything comes out wrong. I just can't get
Welcome back. That was Marianne Trench with Who Do You Love? And that was for Nicole Kim, who put that out to me as a song that she liked. That was Nicole that you were just listening to, talking about a number of really important things. I think that one thing that she drew attention to was disability services and mental health services that many students that had access to those no longer have access to them or have limited access. And I think another thing, too, that she talked about was students losing jobs. And I've read how the impact for college students really shows the class divides that are really stark right now, where many college students, in order to survive and pay their way, are working on campus, and many of them have now lost those jobs Uh, I think also she brings a really important point around the racism that uh, is happening around this virus. So a lot of important points from Nicole. We are going to go to two of my next interviews. The first one is Cass, who was a former student of mine uh, in the previous semester, and she had to cut her study abroad short, so she was in Costa Rica. So I talked to her, and then... Following Cass will be Brett, who is a current student of mine. Cass, will you tell me what year you are at UMass? And also, I know you're studying public health. Do you have a particular uh, interest that you're specifically studying in public health? Yes. So I'm a junior right now, I'm a second semester, and I have a focus area in maternal and child health. And I also am going to do the 4 plus 1 program in health policy and management. Oh, great. Yeah. That's going to start next year? Yeah. And tell me a little bit about, you're back at home now, and tell me what the transition out of UMass was like for you. So I was actually abroad in Costa Rica when all this was happening. Wow. I left okay. there in January, and I my program was canceled about three weeks ago, and I came okay. 16th. What was that like for you, having to leave Costa Rica? Um, it was very sad that it was... It ended very abruptly. There was like yeah. the second week in March when it just started getting bigger and bigger. And eventually they just closed our entire program and sent everyone home. And we had like 72 hours to get a flight. And it was very stressful. My strike, my flight got canceled twice, I think, and then rebooked. So yeah, it was very stressful getting out of there. What was the airport like? It was very crowded. It was the flight, I had a layover in JFK before coming home. JFK was very dead. There was like no one there, but the flight flights to getting out of out of Costa Rica was, was very hectic. Now, did the school help you with any of that? Um, I found a flight by myself, but the school was willing to help anyone who couldn't get a flight or flights were like flights were too expensive or they needed help like financially or just anything like getting a flight at all. And you were also, I take it, were supposed to be there all semester? Yes. Disappointing, huh? Yes, right. And so when did you get back here? So March 16th was my flight home. And did you have to do any kind of quarantine being out of Um, the States or not? Yeah, so it was a 14-day quarantine where I didn't leave my house. I left to go on walks, but that was about it. And then now I can leave my house, but I still feel, I don't know. I've gone to the bank, but that's it. Yeah. Okay, so how are you then right now spending your time? I have a lot of free time. I work at a gym, which is currently closed. It's a non-essential business. 
So I don't have any work or um, classwork. Yeah. So yeah, I go on a daily walk. But other than that, <laughs> I'm trying to figure that's out how good. to spend my time. Yeah, I'm glad we well, I'm glad you're getting outside. I think that's very important for all of us. Yeah. What do you think from your learnings in public health about what we need to do around public health infrastructure, not only in this country, but thinking about international public health infrastructure if we're dealing with global pandemics? I think internationally we need to be better equipped and have better communication. I know that because it came out of China, there's a lot of like racism dealing with China. I know Trump is calling it the Chinese virus and like people aren't buying Chinese food, which is like ridiculous. I feel like there needs to be more of like better communication with being like, how did this come about in China? What can we do to make it so when it comes here and eventually it'll be a pandemic, like what can we do to stop it? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, definitely. a world instead of like countries. Cause I know like now states are scrambling to get supplies for their state instead of like having it be a national concern because it's not happening like at a national level right now. And what concerns do you feel like you have around college students at this time or maybe unique challenges that they face? I feel like if I was a senior, I would be so sad right now, just not even knowing that March was my last class and last time seeing so many faces. So I feel like that is definitely a challenge. And also I've heard that online classes are not not going well, like in terms of like understanding and understanding the material and like obviously be better like in person. And I know that like that on top of the concerns of the pandemic are like really stressing out some of my friends who are in online classes that go to UMass. And what about, do you have friends that are either working right now or lost jobs? I did have friends. I worked at Franklin Dining Commons. So I know friends there that worked with me last semester are now not working because because it's closed. And I know a lot, a bunch of friends at the gym I work at. No one's working there. We recently just got, everyone just got put on um, furlough for the month of April for the gym I work at. I know like a lot of people aren't getting paid. My bosses aren't getting paid. And what about thinking of about this either going into the summer and going into the fall. Do you have any thoughts or or concerns around that? I know that like no one has any idea how long this will last. Like it could be like up to a year. So I feel like just not knowing is like the biggest like concern for me. Because I know in Massachusetts, uh, non-essential businesses got pushed back to May 4th. So I know I won't be working for at least another month. And I know a lot of people won't be working for at least another month. But I just don't know. It's just hard not knowing and not knowing the route and like how long it'll take. And you're back home with your family, right? Yes. So you have a place to be. Do you have any, um, just on the last question here, do you have any words of advice for your other college students or things that you find helpful in coping with a situation like this? I would just say hang in there. I think staying positive and just getting outside at least once a day is something that will help. Yeah, definitely. All right. Thank you so much, Cass, for adding your thoughts to this. Of course. Thanks for having me. All right, Brett, can you tell me what year you're at uh, in UMass and what your major is? I am a junior at UMass and my major is public health and biology. So I've been talking to a lot of you about what the impact of 
the global pandemic and having UMass close the first sem the semester and how that's impacted your life as a college student. So I'd be curious if you could describe to us how that transition has been for you and, and maybe what are some of the challenges as a college student? Um, I thought that the transition was like really hectic because I don't think anyone actually knew like what was going on at the time. Because at first it was kind of like, oh, you'll come back like two weeks after like the end of spring break. And then I was driving home and I got the email and was like, yeah, spring break is like extended indefinitely. And I was like, oh, because I left earlier in the week than most people. So I was like, oh, so I guess like I am not going back to campus and should have packed up more stuff. Mm. But um, I definitely think... Did you live on campus? I live off campus. I live in a house. Okay. Uh, part of the concern too is I live off campus and I had an internship before and the internship was unfortunately canceled because I was uh, working with people who had disabilities in Amherst and it was kind of like a, a public health concern because they have weak, some of them who I work with um, have weaker immune systems so mm -hmm. that was a part of it and also contacting my landlord about rent and whatnot was not fun. Is, is the landlord making you pay rent? Um, I have no clue. My roommates and I have each emailed her and she hasn't responded. So what's, what's your situation at home now? I know you live with a number of people. Um, so I am one of eight people who live in my house. I have four siblings. Um, and I also, both of my parents um, are together and they live in my house with me. And I also have a great aunt who lives with me. And my great aunt has dementia, so that has also helped me into a caretaking role that I wasn't expecting, like this early mm -hmm. in the semester. So that has been mm -hmm. a part of it. And uh, my dad owns a small business, and he is not working right now because of it. Do you have any concerns for your family? I try not to think about it too much, but I um, definitely am concerned about what this may lead to, what may happen, but I also know that one way or another it'll work out somehow, hopefully. And I know you and I have talked about this a little bit before, but it seems that you do some caring, well, you said with your aunts. Do you have any thoughts about, uh, since you do caring for older people, thoughts around that right now? It's been um, very weird because the senior services has people come in and so we have someone from senior services come in and sit with her during the work day, the typical work day, because no one is home. Mm -hmm. And as of right now, like no one is, people are working from home, but like my aunt doesn't like live, my aunt lives in my house, but it's not like, it's like an in-law. So like she has her own spot. So these people would come in and they would, from senior services, they would come in and they would um, cook her, like cook her lunch and um, sit with her and talk to her and help her. Um, throughout the day like just to be like some sort of like emotional and social connection for her because that's very important for people yeah. people with alzheimer's i mean alzheimer's and dementia so it was it was kind of a shock that like the person who was coming wasn't able to come anymore because like that program was deemed like non-essential that's a huge change for your aunt i'm sure mm -hmm. going back to um because i'm sure you're talking with friends i liked how you in class the other day, we were talking about how some of you and your friends still had coffee over Zoom mm. because it was something that you did on campus. Yeah. And I was, I'm just curious about if you could 
for people out there that are listening that are not college students, what are some of the unique challenges of college-aid students right now? I think that uh, one of the one of the un- a unique challenge that we do face is like people who just think that it's just like oh we're switching to our laptops, but it's honestly so much more than just switching to laptops. Like a lot of people in college may have learning disabilities. Or like they don't have the stable Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi connection or a laptop to actually bring home and take home, or even their own space to work in, which is like important and something that you yeah. have at UMass is something a place to work in. So I definitely don't think when people think that this semester, because we're online now, is going to be easier. I don't think that people take into account that how much more effort is actually going to go in to do well. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like you miss most about being at UMass and on campus? I think I miss my having being able to like work in my own space because I don't have that mm-hmm. here at home. So it's harder to stay focused and not just want to go to bed because it's right upstairs. <laughs> yeah. How are your friends doing? I think we're all in the same boat, honestly. I think everyone's like in shock and just still trying to figure it out. And I think it's going to take a couple of yeah. weeks, but I think that it's expected that no one really knows what's going on right now. And I think it's, I think we all kind of forget that it's okay though, to not, to not know what's going on. I think what a lot of people are feeling right now is grief though. Cause it's like, you are troubled by something that's going on and you don't really know how to deal with it because there's no set of guidelines to have to deal with this. Is there anything or advice that you'd give out there for anything that, you feel like you're doing that is feels positive or helps you I think that one thing that I'm doing is I definitely have been trying to I try to to do yoga every day to get myself to do something other than like work Mm -hmm. or schoolwork to try to like just get myself active and another thing is trying to stick to routine as best as possible it gets really hard at home but when I was at school I would pick my two two of the classes which I have the most work in which is um my chemistry and physics my physics classes and I would pick Saturdays I would do chemistry homework and Sundays I would do physics and then throughout the day throughout the week I would just pick certain hours I would do one thing or another and just take it hour by hour and try to figure it Mm -hmm. out that way from a public health perspective what do you think should happen I think that we should stop questioning what hospitals asked for. I know that our president said, said I think it was on March 26th, that he questioned how many respirators a hospital actually needed. And I think that is making the American public lose trust within the healthcare system. And I don't think mm-hmm. we have a great healthcare system in the first place, but I don't think we should advise Americans to mistrust the health workforce. And I think we need to provide support to Americans and especially to people who are marginalized and are missing out on food from not being at school and like work <laughs> and people who, who work and support, pe- support the people who are now seen as essential employees and help them and help them through this tough time because this is definitely tough on them as well. And we're back. That was Cass that you first heard. And talking about her experience coming back from Costa Rica and and some of what her friends are experiencing. And then we listened to Brett, who's back at home in a full house and talking about some of the challenges. And one of the things that Brett said that really struck me is that he thought there was such a sense of grief 
was the word that he used. And I think that it's true that a lot of people are feeling quite a sense of loss in different ways and ways that they're trying to navigate. Uh, we're going to go to a song and we'll be back with my two other interviews I'll be playing. This is a song Brett sent me. It is Harry Styles' uh, Sign of the Times. Stop your crying, it's a sign of the times Welcome to the final show I hope you're wearing your best clothes You can't bribe the door on your way to the sky You look pretty good down here But you ain't really good
That was Harry Styles with Sign of the Times. And if you are just joining us, this is Anna with Indigo Radio. We're on the air every Sunday at noon. This Sunday, I have been airing interviews with my college students. They are juniors and seniors at UMass Amherst. They are all public health majors. And I've been asking them about the impact of the pandemic on their lives and the interruption it has caused. And we're going to round out the show with two more interviews Again, this is part one, so next week I'll be playing part two with other interviews I did with my students. These last two, the first one you'll hear is Raven, who is a senior, and the second one that will end the show is Giovanna, uh, who is a junior and she is a tennis player. She's also from Serbia, so her extended and most of her family is back home there. All right, Raven, will you... Tell me, you're a senior at UMass, and I only have a couple seniors, and so it would be helpful, I think, for you to weigh in on how this last month has been for you as a senior um, and how you feel about graduation, of course, not happening in the usual way, um, and what, what that has been like for you. Yeah, I think my opinion is probably a little different than most seniors, so for me, I wasn't super attached to UMass, so the staying at home and being with my family and quarantining in that sense has honestly been really refreshing. Some seniors definitely don't feel that way and feel as though they missed out on their senior year, but I feel as though, for me, it's been nice to return back to home and kind of get like a little preview as to what my life is going to soon be like. Yeah. I also did not really want to go to graduation. So for me, it's okay that my graduation <laughs> is not um, happening. My family yeah. told me, like, we paid the fee, so you have to go. But for me, I don't. I didn't really want to go. So I was pretty grateful for how things panned out. But um, I know a lot of seniors didn't feel that way. And what about friends that you have talked to? What do you feel like, specifically your college friends, what do you feel like are – some of the challenges right now for college students? Um, I think it definitely varies depending on the student and depending how you operate. So like a lot of my friends just miss the social interaction of being with other other college students and the life that they have at college while other students miss the structure of their routine. Like I miss having that structure and I definitely have felt that it's kind of gone down the drain since I have the freedom that I do now. But it kind of depends on what you what you consider important during your everyday life. So mm-hmm. for me, it was definitely the structure, but some of my friends, it was definitely their social scene that they missed. Yeah. And are there things that you're doing? I mean, I know you're right now in Florida, but are there things overall in the day of the day that you're doing that you find helpful? I was really big into journaling my freshman year, and I found that during such a unique and interesting time in our history, um, that journaling has honestly really helped. I feel like a lot of my friends have come to me and just pretty much said that they feel as though they're alone and um, they don't really know how to grasp this concept and grasp the lack of social interaction. So for me, I find refugee and journaling and I kind of give them the same advice because if oh. I for that I would kind of lose it <laughs> you talked about or just now you mentioned uh, it's a big moment in our history 
as a, a public health student, what do you feel like this means for public health moving forward? So I've actually had this topic with many of my family members, and it's a heated conversation at our dinner table. Some of my family thinks that the measures that we're taking right now are a little too extreme and that this is ridiculous and this is crazy. And for me, although I luckily haven't been like affected by the COVID-19 virus, I feel as though the measures that Um, we're taking right now is really good for our future. I feel like COVID-19 is just a little snippet of what the future has for us. And by taking these measures, we'll know how to combat it in the future if a different virus comes to be. What are precautions that you are taking that you feel like people should be taking in general? I think definitely the most effective precaution is just staying home. Although I personally struggle with it as well. I think staying home was honestly the most productive thing that you could do during this time. But I feel like washing your hands, making sure that you just limit the amount of germs that are being exposed to your body, Um, wearing a mask if you can. I mean, that's not always feasible to everyone, but obviously the less human contact you have, the better you'll be. And just lastly, is there anything else that you feel like our listeners should know coming from the perspective of college students? I feel as though listeners should look at this as a learning curve. I feel like a lot of people do feel as though our measures are extreme and that this is ridiculous or it's going on too long. And I feel as though being a college student and still being young and seeing lifetime of opportunity ahead of me, I feel like the measures that they're taking right now are really beneficial to what could possibly happen in the future. And so although this is virus is only affecting a small portion of people, I feel like it's really beneficial to know what we can do to slow down a pandemic because our measures are working. Giovanna, thank you for being part of this interview that a lot of your other classmates are also doing. And can you tell me what year you are at UMass and what you're studying? I'm a junior and I'm studying public health. And tell me, I know tennis is a big part of your life. You're on the tennis team, right? Yeah, I'm on a varsity uh, tennis team at UMass. And you, I know, are with your sister now. Can you tell me again where you are? Yeah, uh, right now I'm uh, in West Virginia with my sister and my brother-in-law. Okay. And my other family is back home in Serbia. Okay. All right. Great. And can you tell me a little bit about what it was like for you a couple weeks ago when the school said that they would be suspending all in-person classes for the rest of the semester? In the beginning, um, I was very, I was very frustrated that everything is going to get canceled. The school, my, my sports and because everything that I was working for um, at once is gone. So it was very, very frustrating to hear that. But then I knew that that is the best decision to make in this moment and the health come first. And yeah, it was, I didn't know what to do, uh, whether I'm going to go back to Serbia or I'm going to come to my sister because they were closing the borders and domestic there was a, a conversation about uh, domestic flights, so I really didn't know what to do. And But at the end, everything, everything went well. Can you tell me a little bit about how your family back home in Serbia is doing? 
Back in Serbia, my family is not allowed to leave the house during certain times uh, or they will going to get a fee from being outside. And they're allowing just one person per family to go to buy groceries. So that's kind of uh, the me- those are the measures for to keep people safe. So everyone is safe. My little baby sister, she's in the home all the time and my parents are also good. So overall, it's good. And you're able to talk with them pretty frequently? Yes, yes, all the time. That's good. And how are you coping with not having a regular schedule and not having tennis? How are things going for you? It feels very different uh, having online classes and having to make my own schedule because in college, usually my whole my whole schedule is based on what my classes and my academic schedule. So I know exactly where I have to be at a certain time, but now I have to make my own schedule and it's very, it's very confusing sometimes because I don't know what should I do in certain moments. Do you feel like you're getting support from the school or from your faculty? Yes. I think that UMass is doing a great job in providing their students with all the tools needed for us to be successful in the end. Advisors are available all the time. Our professors are really are really willing to talk to us and to help us out with the whole course. Um, and they're not too strict about things, which I think that is very important to be compassionate with students. And also I know prof- a lot of professors are going through hard times so it's really nice to see that everyone is kind of getting together in this hard time. And I think UMass is doing a great job. And what do you feel like helps you right now? Are there things that you do that you find helpful? I exercise a lot. That is the one thing that keeps me going every day. I'm doing almost two hours exercising and it's kind of helping me out, stay on a track, especially when I don't do sports uh, right yeah. now. And also also working on myself, reading books and watching a lot of good documentaries on many different topics uh, and expanding my knowledge about things that are interesting me and I wouldn't be able to do them if I'm in school. So that's a good use of your time, I think. Yeah. And Giovanna, is there anything else that you want to add that you want our listeners to hear? Any thoughts you have at this moment that you want to share? Can I talk a little bit more about the question that you asked about uh, the privatization of the health? Yes. Yeah, I would love for you to talk about that. What are your thoughts on that as a public health student around the consequences of privatized health? So I think that in this uh, particular situation, the real holes within the American healthcare system is shown because the whole privatization for for health works for uh, wealthy people and it doesn't work for middle and uh, and lower classes. So do you say that classes or no? How do you say that? Yeah, we would say that. I would say that. Better to say that it works for rich people, but it doesn't work for people who don't have bigger income. I think that's also a, a good way you could put it. Okay. So I think that American healthcare that works uh, for profit is right now is showing that it doesn't work because people are not willing to seek out for help because they're going to get a big bills for 
uh, wanting to get the treatment and people who are um, who are poor and in the in and the middle class uh, they don't have enough money to support the treatments that are extremely expensive so the american healthcare is working only for very rich people who can provide themselves to get treatments and the the market justice approach is saying that uh, that uh, health is personal responsibility but uh, what about people who don't have money to pay for their their health so does that mean that we are just going to leave them and not do anything about it about them so i think that right now the covid 19 there is a talk that the vaccine and the whole treatment is going to be free for everyone and i think that the american healthcare system should learn from that and see that that needs to happen okay that was giovanna that just finished up there and before her was raven two of my public health students and we've been talking a lot in class about privatization of health and looking at other models uh, looking at what other people have done in order to take care of each other and take care of their community. And we talk a lot about how do we push for health for everyone. And I really enjoy the conversations that we're able to have in class. As a teacher, it's also hard for us to go online, especially for those of us that really enjoy being in the classroom with our students. And I'm definitely missing that. We are doing our best on Zoom, and I really want to thank all my students that keep on showing up and keep on bringing their ideas through a very challenging time. And thank you to all of them that uh, decided to participate in these interviews. Like I said, this is part one, and next week I'll play part two with the remainder of the interviews I have. And we're going to go out with a song by the Lumineers, Ophelia, and that one was sent to me by my student, Emily. I hope you all have a good rest of your Sunday, and I'll be back next week with part two with my students from UMass. Thanks, everyone.